Hello and welcome to Conversations with Ipswich School, the podcast where we invite current and former students to talk about what life at Ipswich School is all about. We ask how school helps to shape their futures, what they remember from school, and we ask them what advice they would give to their younger selves. Today, sixth former Charles is quizzing former student Tim. Tim is a senior parliamentary researcher for Dr Luke Evans MP, and he's being interviewed live from his office near the Houses of Parliament. Charles is one of four elected members of the UK Youth Parliament for Suffolk. Charles is the drummer for Ipswich School Jazz Band, and he's also a keen sports person. So today I'll be handing over the podcast hosting to Charles, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hiya, Charles. Um, lovely to talk to you this morning. I'd love to know what room you were in, because I bet I might have been in that room about 25 years ago or something like that, or probably the school hasn't changed, I don't know. But um, I have worked for Steve Baker in the past as a senior caseworker. I actually work for Dr Luke Evans now as a senior parliamentary researcher. Um, down in Westminster you can see Whitehall just behind my chair over there and the Treasury and the Department for Culture and Media Sport is just behind just behind me. I work for Luke on um, a whole range of different things um, to help him with his work at Westminster and for his debates in the chamber and in my spare time I enjoy um, Running, I'm preparing for running uh, the Southampton Marathon at the start of April. And I've worked for MPs for the last um, 12 years or so. First question, really, what has led to your entry into the political sphere? Uh, was this a realm that you always knew you wanted to p- pursue during school? Or was this something that you developed an interest in after having left school at Ipswich? I liked history. I always was into um, history. And um, I love the idea of dates and things like that. I'm very good at remembering people's birthdays or the big events which have kind of happened. I love the idea of you being around at the time of Mm. major events. Um, I can remember when I was at Ipswich School a couple of days after Princess Diana died back in 1997. And um, I can remember all that waking up on that Sunday morning and dad telling me um, that Princess Diana died. And those moments stick in your life. And that's something which I was always interested in. I, I remember when Tony Blair came to power as prime minister, we watched um, him going up Downing Street on one of the TVs in the, I would say, fairly new sports hall, which was opened, mm. I would say, in the 90s. That was another. It's weird how you remember these events based on the weather. And I can remember it was an extremely hot day when Tony Blair came to power back in '97, and I just was interested in that sort of fear. I wasn't passionate about particular causes and things like that, but I was very interested in um, political history, and that's what um, and that's kind of what took me through uni and probably into this job now. Mm, okay, and so were there any sort of specific significant events that triggered uh, an interest in politics? The first general election that I remember probably was 1987 when I was seven and um, we went for it at school and I love this idea that through the night on BBC you'd have the overnight coverage and then they would suddenly break off. We've got to go to this count in Ipswich, we've got to go to this count in Norwich and and things like that. And I remember watching the um, shows and I can distinctly remember when Margaret Thatcher resigned as Prime Minister when I was 10. And um, that was quite a big moment in politics because I hadn't known any change of Prime Minister 
I mean, there's been a few changes since then and arguably in the last three, yeah. four years and things like that. But that was quite a big moment. And these sort of political moments got me interested. But I would stress to you, Charles, I'm very much into the history, the context and the ideology and the po and politics. And that's what led me to do my PhD at Leicester University. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you said at the start that you used to work for or work with Steve Baker. Can you just explain to us sort of the relationship you had with him, what the relationship was like, and did you disagree on things? And if you did disagree, how did you reach a compromise? Well, I have to say that my role very much as a civil servant and very much I'm there to aid the um, member of parliament with he or she's work. I mean, I'm not the politician. No one elected me. I can suggest stuff to um, Steve and also to Luke Evans. I've also worked for Dominic Grieve as well. But it's up to them to kind of take the final decision, how they want to go with it and things like that. And it's a very sort of nuanced activity I do where I prepare stuff. I tell them what I think on various things in terms of giving them the options between if you do this, this will happen. If you do that, this will happen. But it's at the end of the day, it's you furnishing the information for someone. It's like baking a cake. You can provide the ingredients, but it's up to them to kind of make the cake, if you see what I mean. Right, yeah. To be honest, I quite enjoy that. So I'm always the person in the background doing that sort of stuff. For Steve, I worked in High Wycombe for three years um, as a caseworker um, and senior caseworker where I worked on people's immigration issues, benefit issues, housing issues, local council, consumer issues, and things like that. And then I worked for him the day, my first day in Westminster was the Monday after the Brexit referendum in 2016. So you can imagine what Parliament was like on that Monday. And then I worked for him mm. for just over a couple more years. Then I tried something else which didn't quite work out for me. And then I'm back in Parliament since the start of 2018. Yeah, so what are the differences between working with Luke and working with Steve? I think all politicians are different. For a start, Luke is, when I came to work for Steve, it wasn't at the election. I worked for Luke since the start of the election. So I'm working for a new MP who's kind of getting sense of what Parliament's like. And have you been to Parliament yourself? I have, yeah, yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, it's amazing, a really good experience. And I know you said about your breakfast burrito or whatever <laughs> this morning, but I have I've, I've experienced their food as well. It's very, very good. Trust me, I'm not going to do any sort of marathon if I'm eating meat wraps every day, <laughs> every day, to be honest. It was just a Friday treat. It was to get me in the yeah. mood for the podcast and things like that. So, um, and the food, yes, the food is quite nice, but I trust me, I do bring in my own sandwiches sometimes because mm -hmm. um, yeah. I've got to make sure that I can complete the marathon in the best time possible. Yeah. So you mentioned your work when you were working with Steve about getting young people involved in politics. And that's something I'm really interested in as a member of the Youth Parliament. Mm. And so I'll just quickly explain what the Youth Parliament is. So it's essentially a youth organisation uh, which provides opportunity to people ages 11 to 18 who use their elected voice to bring about social change through meaningful representation and campaigning. So for example, in November, uh, I had great opportunity to go to the House of Commons 
and uh, sit and debate five different motions and sort of shape our national campaign. What do you think about the youth parliament? I saw you guys on telly. Yeah. It was on a Friday. Yeah. You were being beamed across all the offices. As we, all, mm. we all have TVs in our offices, you see. So you were being beamed across TV. I personally am very passionate. One of the nicest things about my job is to bring people into parliament who had never, ever been into parliament before in their life. Some had never actually been to London. Remember, I work in a constituency which is further away from London than Ipswich is. And mm -hmm. there was always a perception, and there might be a perception in some quarters that politics is boring, uninteresting, irrelevant to modern day life, and just people screaming at each other um, across the green benches and things like that. Mm. And when I bring people, and particularly young people, into Parliament, and I show them all the kind of Westminster Hall and the terrace and we walk through the big doors which you would have done gone into the chamber and the mm -hmm. first reaction is is smaller than what i thought it was on telly and things yeah. like that and then we walk through the no lobbies and the yes lobbies and all that sort of thing and then i show them the statues and the house of lords and the gold and their eyes sort of go wide and things like that i th that gives me a lot of satisfaction that young people are interested in politics in the future what i would say yes it's okay the big issues are and we've got some really important issues as a country to deal with now and into the future and things like that but one of the things which i used to do was the individual casework and we mustn't forget about more kind of individualized and local issues as well there's always a danger that you turn up in parliament the doors shut behind you in parliament and you forget everything which is outside parliament it's just mm -hmm. a bubble of people kind of talking wide ideology and perspectives on various things but you always cannot forget about how much this place kind of impacts you how it impacts your life and your community's life going forward and i tell people who i work with um, who have just come into parliament to never forget that this is not just an island there's a wider there's a wider populace that we're all serving behind. I know it sounds a bit cliche, Charles. Forgive me for it, but I honestly believe that's the case. Yeah. So do you think that's what's going on at the moment? I think there's always been a danger about it. I mean, the words Westminster bubble and um, the sort of slight tension between the populace and po politicians has always been there probably through most of my life and probably something that you've been familiar with through, throughout all your life and things like that. But hence my view is that as a, as someone who works in the sector, it's important to get people into Parliament, not just to go to Prime Minister's questions, but go to other debates. I can remember I was we had someone in to um, shadow us, the local young person, and we took him to a public committee hearing and he was shocked that Conservatives, Labour, SNP could be in the same room as each other, physically be in the same room as each other, because all you see on TV is people screaming at each other in the chamber and things mm. like that. So he got to a stage where we thought we cannot speak to anyone who's a different different colour to us. And I think that is, I think, political colour to us. And I think that's very, very sad. And it's something which I feel I must change. So what do you think are going to be some of the issues for the younger generation and do you think younger people with sort of more of a left-wing approach will have more of a willingness to interact within the different uh, political colours? 
I wrote down three questions which I think the younger generation need to think of. They need to think of what sort of society do they want to live in. And I'm talking about society for the UK as a whole, but also um, in their own individual communities. You live in Ipswich or? I live in Woodbridge. In Woodbridge. So just, just outside Ipswich, yeah. Oh, I, I love Woodbridge. How's Woodbridge going to look as a community in 10, 15 years' time? Is it going to have a thriving high street of the shops? Or is everyone going to be on Amazon or internet-based shopping? And, and there isn't going to be much of a local kind of community and economy there. Is there going to be um, green spaces for people to um, exercise or recreation? Where are the houses going to be for um, people to live in? What's the train service going to be like? What's the bus service going to be like? And things like that. What's the Deben going to be like in terms of climate, climate change going down to the North Sea? things mm. so there is that local stuff but there's also the wider stuff about look the sort of green economy which um, is being developed at the moment transportation one of my interests is um, transport policy and things things like that and what are going to be the cars for the future that be traveling around how are you going to make electric cars affordable for people who are not on extreme wages and things like that those are the society issues and that's the sort of economy you want to live in as well is it a kind of is it a different form of collectivist economy profit driven economy i'm just spitballing here at the moment and what sort of community immediate community do you want to live in do you want to live in a community where no one really kind of interacts with each other and everyone's basically talking to each other like we're doing now or is there going to be a sense of community across all generations and um, across all platforms for the future and these are big questions i think you're at a point in your generation where the technology has moved on so far you are having to work out how you want to use that technology for the better of other people so going back to your time at Ipswich school what were you involved in was there anything outside of just history i guess i don't know <laughs> I love taking part in the plays. One of my happiest moments was when I took part in the plays mm -hmm. and things like that. And you can't see me on the screen, but I'm actually six foot five and I was quite tall even in my Ipswich school days. So I was quite good at playing to create the image of me on a walking stick. Um, I used to play very, I do great views of drunk old men in the various plays and things like that. Yeah. I think the plays which I took part in were, one was certainly the government inspector and the other one was the Three Sisters. And I love taking part in the plays, dressing up in all the gear and kind of having Grecian put in my hair and stuff like that. And I loved all that sort of stuff. But I guess the thing you want me to tell you about is my musical ability. And I used to play the mm. cello and I used to be in the orchestra. What advice would you give to current students who would like to pursue a career in the political sphere in the future? And is there anything you wish you had done when you were younger or when you were at Ipswich? I've written down three things for you, Charles. See what mm -hmm. you make of these, to be honest with you. I have this problem now, and I don't know if you if you do it yourself, but I'm really trying to get to a point where I enjoy what I have, and in terms of I enjoy what I have in terms of friendships, or I enjoy what I have in such as my close family who live in Kesgrave, Martisham um, area, and that I'm sitting here talking to you in Parliament, sort of mother of all Parliaments. They and it's quite a special job that I'm sitting here talking to you with. Whitehall just behind me over there 
but there's always mm -hmm. this constant i have this tendency to never appreciate what i have and constantly want to go and just throw everything up in the air and try and change it and things like that and i'm really trying to get out of that and just enjoy the friendships the family i'll do anything for my friends anything for my family and things like that rather than constantly trying to sort of change everything and kind of change my house change races even change the park run which i'm going to do um tomorrow yeah. <laughs> is just accepting it and just enjoying what i have that's point one does that make sense do you see where i'm coming from yeah yeah the other one which was possibly what i should have done more at school was to try and be myself in my life and mm -hmm. i think at school and college we all want to be ourselves but it's very it's very easy for us to put on sort of personas and stage stage presence and it's understandable that even in your professional life occasionally you go on and talk and and put on a various impression of professional impression of yourself which is not always yeah. quite what you are as a person and we sort of explored this a little bit in the podcast that i'm sort of i have to kind of adapt my thinking to where i am at the moment and I would mm. always say, particularly personally, and as you go through school and college, to try and be yourself in your life, and no one is going to be yourself for you. Mm. And that was always something which I probably should have done more when I was in my teenage years. But don't we all regret stuff in our teenage years? You'll find that in 20 years' yeah. time. <laughs> and the other thing is sometimes just listen to the peace and quiet of life because I've told you I do running and when I'm out and about I become obsessed with going on social media and like taking pictures of everything which I'm doing or kind of like going on Strava and putting every mm. single run that I do on Strava and a lot of people like that a lot of my friends who live in other parts of the UK like to see what I'm up to and I like to see what they are doing and things like that but I went to my run club in Wembley on Wednesday and I didn't take my phone with me and I was just literally running the route it was just me on my own without recording it and stuff and do you know that was quite nice yeah you were just mm -hmm. under the night sky running up Wembley way down up to um holiday in and around Wembley stadium and I didn't I didn't have any calls I didn't have any messages I didn't need to be recording or chronicling this it was just me enjoying a run and that's something which I would like to really work on rather than the need to constantly have to chronicle everything which I do, even though I'm a historian. Yeah. Will you be taking your phone with you on your run at lunchtime today? I know you said you were <laughs> going to run up to St. Paul's. <laughs> um, possibly, because the weather's quite nice and I end up taking a nice picture of St. Paul's Cathedral and things like that. So I don't always practice what I preach. And then you end up getting stuck into, you must do 100K per month and then if you don't take it, you don't reach the targets and then you feel bad that you're not reaching your targets and things like that. But sometimes in London, on a beautiful sunny winter's day as it is now, you just want to go out and just and just run. Do you play sport yeah. yourself? Yeah, yeah I, play, I play a lot of golf and a bit of rugby as well. Do you need to take pictures of yourself constantly around the golf course at every single hole and every single – you're videoing yourself every hole in one or something like that? No, I mean, I do take photos sometimes, but that's one of the things I like about playing golf is, you know, you can you can sort of just get out on the course for, you know, three, four hours, you know, with a mate and you don't have to check your phone the whole time. It's, it's, it's quite nice. It's, thank you very much for coming on. It was, it was really great to speak to you and get... It's uh, lovely to speak to you, Charles. And yeah. um, what room are, are you in the main block of the school or are you... 
in Sherrington. I am sort of just above the headmaster's office, a room directly above that. So that used to be the music rooms back in my day. Mm, yeah, I think it's all it's all changed changed about now. I must come for a tour of the school, and then I can kind mm. of go off on memory lane and things like that. Best wishes for the future. Lovely to speak to you. Yeah, you too. Thank you. You look after yourself. So that's all for this episode. Really enjoyed listening to Charles and Tim talk about school, the role politics plays in all our lives, and about engaging with young people, our future leaders. Thank you for listening and see you next time.